Hey, everybody, when you hear that music, you know it's time for another exciting episode, feature, chapter of On the Lighter Side of Baseball. Hey, hey to all you friends out there in podcast land. We started this five years ago, and there weren't a lot of podcasts going on. There was a show about I Talked to God, which was a podcast, which kind of gave me the inspiration. I, I didn't want to talk to podcasts, God, but I wanted to talk to my buddy Nelly in heaven. Now, yeah, that sounds a little out there, but hey, the world's out there, so what do you say? We start off this episode in a little conversation with our old buddy Nelly. No, we can't do that. It's a little morbid, maybe some of you are saying. I don't think so. Ah, uh, Nelly, God, dog, I mean, <clears throat> what a guy. What a guy. Excuse me, I'm all choked up. <laughs> Not really. I'm just happy to uh, get down to the last 17 exciting games with the Cubs. But before I do, I want to talk a little bit about my man Nelly because everywhere I look around my office and every story I seem to tell uh, revolves around David Earl Nelson. And uh, I stay in touch with some of his relatives, which I really enjoy. And uh, I enjoy a lot of the stuff around my office that's different memorabilia than some people have, although I've got thousands of Dave Nelson baseball cards. My buddy Tommy out in Chicago. Tommy uh, will time to time send a picture of young Dave Nelson back in the day. And uh, sometimes we know who he's uh, filmed with and other times we don't. But I mean, the relics that I have here, I've got his old baseball cap with the Kansas City Royals. That's pretty cool. I've got his jersey with the Kansas City Royals. That's pretty cool. Black Magic was his nickname, and that was on his cap. I've got the Emmy that he won along with Craig Kishan, our sometimes co-host. That's cool. I mean, not everybody's got an Emmy in their office. Yeah, it's not mine. I agree. You know, I just, uh, none of this stuff's mine. I just, I just kind of scarfed it along the years from, uh, got a lot of Nelly's wine, I got a lot of Nelly memorabilia, and I got a lot of Nelly stories. I'm, I'm looking at a great picture of uh, young Dave Nelson and uh, young Ferguson Jenkins with the Texas Rangers. That is a classic, a classic, because Nelly played with Fergie, and uh, you know then Fergie went on to play with the Cubs or vice versa, and he's in the Hall of Fame. Pretty cool. And uh, so that's kind of a fun picture. I've got another picture of Nelly and uh, um, Gaylord Perry. I've got pictures of Nelly everywhere. I got Then I've got some Hank Aaron stuff from Nelly. Uh, I've got a lot of signed Hank Aaron things that they've got along the way. And so, hey, that is 1983 White Sox hat when the Chicago White Sox played in that Venerable old ballpark, Comiskey Park. My favorite ballpark ever. Not a close call. I loved every nook and cranny of 35th and Shields. And, uh, you know, when they tore it down, uh, it, it definitely uh, gave me some pause on whether or not I wanted to be a fan of the team that tore that field down. And I got to say that... Um, I love the owner. Don't like the rest of the organization. Got rid of Kenny Williams. Got rid of Rick Hahn. I, I don't know if I don't know what they're doing. I really don't. You know, it's hit or miss. 
make a deal, lose a deal, get a deal, get it. I mean, look at the the guy with the Red Sox just got fired, and I don't. Uh, his name is Chaim Bloom. I I don't know much about him other than given the financial constraints that the Red Sox ownership put on him, he did pretty good. I mean, you can't sign Xander Bogard. You can't sign Mookie Betts now. Go out and get me a championship team that can compete with the $40 million Tampa Bay Rays. Really? Yeah? Well, nobody can compete with it. Look at the Rays and the, and the Orioles. Together. Together, they aren't even half of the Yankees' payroll or the Dodgers' payroll or the Angels' payroll or the Rangers' payroll or the Mets' payroll. Can you believe that? I mean, together, they don't even get over $100 million. Yet, the Red Sox go, well, hey, look, you're gone. You got David Price. Our starting pitching sucks, and you didn't go out and get anybody good. You didn't develop anybody good. So, you know, I'm glad I'm not a general manager. Boy, I'll tell you what. Oh, you make good money for five years, and you're gone. I think uh, the rumor is Theo Epstein's coming back to the Red Sox. Where'd you hear that rumor, Jamie? Well, I just started it. Makes sense to me. He's uh, with Major League Baseball and the headquarters figuring out new rules. So, will it be Theo? Will it not be Theo? Maybe it'll be Kenny Williams. Give me a break. I mean, they ought to go for me. If somebody out there would send these teams my resume, I would be deeply appreciative, and I'd give you a 5% cut, which is double what most agents are getting in Major League Baseball today. There you go. So you listeners that know me or don't know me, the guys that know me, yeah, you might be able to scratch together a resume, you know? Graduated from college, graduated from law school, graduated from the bar exam, I graduated from the Marine Corps, I graduated from a practice of over 45 years of uh, litigation, and I graduated from uh, coaching Little League Baseball. What, what more would qualify me to run the Chicago White Sox than all of that? And yet he goes out and gets Chris Getz. You know, nothing wrong with Chris. I'm telling you what, he and Jim Palmer could make a lot of money modeling. For you folks that don't remember who Jim Palmer was, or is, he's a pretty good pitcher along with Mike Cuellar and all these other Orioles, man. They were, they were good. They were good. That's when, uh, that's when baseball champions had great pitching and pretty good hitting and really good defense. You know, Brooksy, whew. One of the best third basemen ever, ever, Brooks Robinson. Mike Schmidt, another good guy, or at least another good player. Oh, my God. It's so much fun to go down fantasy land and, oh, scratch the corners of my mind for the guys that I liked when I was growing up. And I got to get Al Weiss on the phone. Man, I'm kicking myself. I need to get these guys. So I'm going on a little vacation because I've been working hard here on the lighter side of baseball. I'm going to go on a little vacation. I'm going to go tour the Rocky Mountains in Canada. Ooh, Canada. On a train. It'll be coming down the railroad. It'll be coming. No, it's coming down the mountain. Anyway, so speaking of the railroad, Arlo Guthrie sang a song about the city of New Orleans 
And uh, while I was uh, at our vacation home in the uh, very swanky part of Land O'Lakes, Wisconsin, uh, we went to a concert, and these people that are really good played to a really old crowd, including us. And because of our age, they seemed to dumb down the tempo. And so it was, you know, the be born hundred miles when the day. It was kind of slow. No, I'm not inebriated. I'm just kind of going, hashing out some stuff that I wanted to talk about. It was the baseball season, wines down. So to those of you who haven't said, God, flip ahead or flip me off or flip me to the whatever other podcast, there's no better podcast. Nickel for nickel, dollar for dollar, this is it. Spotify, SoundCloud, and I know there's another Apple iTunes. Yeah, come on, folks. Man, oh, man. You know, this could be like a pyramid scheme, but it's not. I mean, I'm legit. I'm here talking to you guys, having fun. But if you, if everybody that listened to this would send a note to 50 of their friends uh, to listen to my podcast, then those 50 could send a note to 50 of their friends and so on and so forth. And pretty soon, never know, man, you know. We might have enough to go on YouTube or have a uh, video podcast. Oh, that'd be bad. That'd be bad. I'm just kidding. Let's talk about, what do you want to talk about today? Well, I think, first of all, let's talk about my favorite team because they've got 17 games to go. They have a weekend series in Arizona, and then they come home and they play Pittsburgh, and then they play, uh, I think the Rockies come into town, maybe. Anyway, they lost, they're having a bad September. Uh, they were on the roll. They were heading towards the Milwaukee Brewers. They were a game back. Then they dropped three out of four to the Diamondbacks and two out of three to the Rockies. That's right. The most recent expansion teams kicked their butt. It's embarrassing, right? I mean, and if you can't beat those guys, how are you going to beat the Dodgers? How are you going to beat the Tampa Bays? How are you going to beat the Orioles? How are you going to beat anybody? I mean, let's look at who's going to get the bye in the National League. Clearly, it's going to be the uh, New York or the Los Angeles Dodgers for one. And for two, uh, the Twins. Now maybe maybe the the Western Division might be the Astros. They could get a buy. One of those two, uh, either the Astros or the Twins. In the National League, uh, did I say the Dodgers went in the American League? Man, let's 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 flip this over with. I think the uh, Orioles and the Twins might get the buy. Could be the Orioles and the um, Astros. I don't know. In the National League, it's clear. It's a ho hum. The the uh, Atlanta Braves clinched the pennant. The Wild. I mean, they clinched. Their magic number is zero. It is the fourteenth day of September. That, that's a joke. 
The Dodgers, who started kind of slow, got going, and they are going to clinch. And they're going to get the wild card. Bye. They're going to get the bye. You know, what the, what's wrong? Having a few little issues, aren't they? Anyway, not really. Um, so you've got the Brewers that are probably going to win. Then the wild card, you've got the Phillies, the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, and the Reds all battling it out. And the Cubs had the wild card in the bag. Now, where you finish in the wild card, the, the worst wild card record plays the division champion that didn't get a bye. So in the National League, Milwaukee's going to play the third wild card team, which is probably going to be, if the Cubs are lucky, the Cubs. Now, just imagine with me for a minute, if that's true, the Chicago Cubs, let's just say it's the Cubs versus the Brewers in the first round in the wild card series. That would mean beginning on September 29th, Friday, Saturday the 30th, and Sunday, October 1st, and then whenever the wild card begins, if it's the Cubs and the Brewers, the Cubs would play six games in a row in Milwaukee. Huh. You don't hear anybody talking about that other than the big guy on the lighter side of baseball. That's because these other people are not imaginative. They're off talking about percentages and, and logistics and log algorithms and Al Rabowski's and all sorts of owls. Al Weiss got to have owls again. So that would be uh, that would be sort of uh, sort of unbelievable, wouldn't it? To play six games in a row. I mean, I don't. I gotta call my man uh, Craig Kashan. See uh, see what he's doing. Maybe he'd like to jump on the podcast here today. I don't think so. It's gone too far. Um, anyway, that's kind of interesting, huh? Sort of light. Sort of, not really. Um, Josh Donaldson, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of the trade deadline means nothing anymore. I mean, everybody gets all excited about it. And who can we? What prospects can we give up to get? You know, this guy or that guy. But then these bozos clear waivers, and the teams still get them. Now they don't get them for the playoffs. But Josh Donaldson went to the Brewers, and he's their third baseman. And uh, he hit a couple home runs, and then he hit a couple double plays, and da-da-da-da-da. So the, the Brewers are going to win the division. The Cubs puked on themselves. I mean, puked on themselves. Lost a couple one-run games, gave up a lead. Lost to the Rockies. The Rockies had lost 17 out of 20 when the Cubs came to beautiful – Coors Field, and they friggin' lost two out of three. Shame, And the one they won, they got lucky and came back in the ninth inning. Shame on you guys. Shame on David Ross. So let's talk about Rossi and talk about, I like Rossi, but I'm concerned that between Rossi and Hoyer, uh, the powder ain't dry anymore. There ain't no arrows in the quiver. The uh, gunpowder is wet. The Cubs are out of magic. The momentum is gone. Whatever you want to say, 
boy, oh boy, oh boy, did Jed Hoyer blow this mess out of the water. Yeah, well, dude, they're like a game. They're two games up in the wild card this morning. There's 17 games to go. How could you said it was the worst team roster of the Cubs in their entire history? Huh. I mean, that's pretty. You said that. And I, hey, look, on the lighter side of baseball, I admit that I've made a mis- three mistakes over five years. Um, I, I, and one began with Pumpsy Green playing center field when he was a second baseman. And one of my fans caught that. Okay. Uh, I can't remember the second mistake I made. The third mistake I said this Cubs roster was the worst ever. Probably not. I mean, the 50s with Glenn Hobby and Mo Drabowski and Lee Walls and on and on and on. Even They even had the Rifleman. For you guys who remember the Rifleman, Chuck Connors, he was uh, on the Cubs. Yeah, you remember that? Chuck. Rifleman. What great. He, like, had a Winchester uh, rifle, and he could cock the whole rifle with one hand. <laughs> Unbelievable. Winchester rifle. It was uh, an epic. Anyway, where were we? So anyway, here's what I'm getting to. They made a deadline deal or two that were okay, but they the, the mix is mediocre. But the worst omission of all, and you don't have to look very far, they don't have a closer. Okay, hey, look, I'm telling you Cub fans out there, of which there are many that listen to this podcast, the Cubs needed to have a closer going into 2023, and they didn't. Because Ricketts wanted to get rid of everybody. He didn't think that they'd be in a position to be a buyer. He sold them. He got rid of Kimbrell. He got rid of Robertson. He got rid of on and on, all these guys. And they, yeah, okay, well, this guy Azalea is good. He's a closer. He started off as a starter, then a middle reliever, and then he came back, and then he got hurt, and then he came back, and then he got hurt again. And, yeah, he did okay, but teams were on to him, man. Oh, man, we don't have a closer. We don't have, and yet we, for the time being, assume we means the Cubs. We don't have a closer. That means the Cubs. We don't have a star. That means the Cubs, unless they sign Bellinger. So, enter... September 2023, and the roster's going to expand by two. And, I mean, you can manipulate the roster till the cows come home because you go to the, hey, how's your arm feeling, man, now that you've pitched four days in a row? Oh, man, you know, I'm a little tight. Good, I'm going to put you on the IL because we want to bring up this guy. Okay, next guy. Hey, man, uh, how are you feeling? Oh, man, my elbow's a little tight. Good, you're going on the IL retroactive to whenever, because we need to get this guy. Now, the team, as it was prior to September 1st, was pretty playing good baseball. Yeah, I know. I said it was the worst roster ever, but they they uh, surprised me. Their pitching staff's starting pitching is bad, but Steele was a pleasant surprise. 
Smiley has 11 wins somehow, most of which before the teams figured out that he had one pitch. And Assad has been okay. Slow start. But, I mean, they didn't really go. They went out and got one guy. They paid $67 million for a batting practice pitcher. How many home runs can this guy give up? I mean, there, there are a few pitchers that have probably given up more homers. But this guy is so bad. He throws hard, but, man, oh, man, there's no movement until the ball goes out to left field and right field. Then there's movement. Yeah, 106 to left, 108 to right. Stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. There you go. Anyway, so no closer. They got belly and his belly bombs. And then, you know, Madrigal's coming around, playing pretty good. Um, They have four guys that they keep wanting to rotate into two positions, center field, first base. So you got Talkman, and you got Bellinger, and you got Morrell. And their solution with Morrell is, I'll just stick him in DH. Maybe he can do something for us. Nobody else has. I'd like to see Morrell out in the field. I, I don't agree that he's that big a liability. But that's a good rotation. Even if you DH Morrell, you flip-flop Talkman and Bellinger. And I guess you still need the righty, which is Morrell DHing. But for some idiotic reason, they brought up their number one prospect that's got the longest name in baseball once you put hyphens in it. Uh, PCA, they call him. PCA. Not PCP, no, P-C-A, not P-S-A, P-C-A, Peter Crow, da-da-da, Peter Crow, I call him Peter Crow, he's got a long name, hadn't got a hit, been in four games, he's 0 for four games, got caught stealing. And Crow Armstrong, that's it, maybe. Leave him in the minors. Why screw up the chemistry and then, oh, i got to play him. He's really fast. He can play great center field. Well, newsflash, Talkman now gets screwed, and then you drop down to screw Wisdom because he ain't going to get many more at-bats because he ain't going to play for it. And then, you know, Belly's a gold glover. So you don't need PCA. In CF, you need to stick with what you were work. What was working? Take Talkman out of the line. I, I, I'm telling you what, it happens all the time. It drives me crazy. Um, these guys, I don't know. I guess they figure, well, I'm getting paid to manage for a while anyway, so I got to manage. So what do they do? They go out and do stupid things. Hoyer did the dumbest thing, not having a closer. Well, we don't need a closer. We'll do committee closing. Somebody will come out. That uh, was Azalea. He did pretty good. He got all excited. You know, he's kind of he, – here's the other thing. The, f- the first save you get in the major leagues, I can understand yelling in your glove, throwing up your hand. After that, act like you've done it before, man. Azalea, like, 
Dude, it's not the seventh game of the World Series and the Cubs break the curse. It's an important game. Down the stretch, do your job, and shut up, okay? God, that bugs me. I got a lot of things that bug me. I'm a grumpy old man, even though this is the lighter side of sports. How in the world can can these guys, and, and mainly Smiley and Tyone, Jameson, Tyone, get 0-2 on a batter and throw it down the middle. It, it drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. Or the pitcher can't find home plate with both hands, and the batter goes up there and Ian Happ swings at a friggin' ball. Ah, pisses me off. And there are other things like bringing in, it's a pennant drive for the playoffs. You get into the tournament, anything can happen. Look at Philadelphia. They don't have a closer. The guy they picked to be closer, you know, his luck ran out. He finally gave up back-to-back blown saves, and uh, then, then he had an arm problem. And uh, they send him on the IL, and uh, they're not using their guys right. So he goes in a critical spot. First of all, another thing that bugs me about Rossi, Merriweather. Merriweather pitched four games in a row, probably going to hurt his arm. In order to, even if you only pitch 10 pitches, you get up, you loosen up, and you throw a bunch of bullpen uh, throws. You come in, you get to warm up another 10, and then you pitch. Well, you do that three or four days in a row, and it's going to catch up to you. And I guess it caught up to Azalea, caught up to Merriweather. The Cubs' arrogance is that they think, oh, well, we can put anybody in there, and they'll be great. They can't. Now, the FedEx delivery boy, not boy, the FedEx delivery player who got signed as a shortstop by the Royals became a pitcher, and um, I love him. And uh, Jan Gomes loves him. He's just not ready for high-leverage baseball yet. But Rossi puts him in there, and he gives up three runs, and they lose the game by three runs. Colorado. Bring in Quaz. He's fun. But, I mean, he was, he, he was wild. He gave up a couple of hits, a couple of walks, and boom, before you know it, the game's over, they lose. Then Fulmer's another guy who, at the beginning of the year, he was horrible, but then he straightened it out, became a pretty good high-leverage guy. He had plenty of experience. I mean, he's pitched in high-leverage situations. Yeah, <laughs> for Detroit. Yeah, like they had high-leverage situations. Well, if we don't win this game, then... That'll be 110 this year we lost. Um, so Fulmer goes on the ILD, whatever it is, and then the day he comes back, uh, they put him in to save. Now they've got Leiter Jr., they've got other guys, but he puts in Fulmer. And I'm, like, going crazy. I mean, I'm going my usual screaming so. And... In the bottom of the ninth, their Cubs are up by a run or two, and he walks the first guy. Then he hits the second guy, and then Hatovi, 
the pitching coach comes out and does his whispering magic. And uh, Fulmer decides to strike everybody out with this great curveball. Game over. See you later. Let's head to Colorado where we get our ass kicked two out of three games. What are you saying? I'm saying the Cubs aren't that good, and they'll be lucky to make the playoffs. And if they make the playoffs, they're probably going to lose in two out of three. Quickly. That's my take. Now, do I have any other takes? Um, I think that Ross makes more good decisions than bad. I think that Green's a good bench coach. He's probably not going to be there next year because you're going to have some guys fired big time. Uh, you're going to have <clears throat> the manager of the uh, New York Yankees, I think, is going to be looking for a job, as is maybe even Nevin with the Angels. And uh, bring back bring back my man Joe Madden. I don't know. Okay, enough of the playoffs. We're going to wait and see. But in three Sundays, we will know. Okay. 17 more days and the season's over. 18 if you count. October 1st. And we'll know. And it's going to be, there are going to be some interesting teams in the wild card. And then you got the Braves and the Dodgers. Can anybody beat them in the National League? And then you have the uh, Rays and the O's. And uh, maybe the uh, Astros. Those are three pretty good teams. Three pretty good teams. So I think there are six good teams left that have a shot at it. And here they are. Number one, the Dodgers. Number two, the Braves. Number three, the Astros. Number four, the American League's not quite as uh, decisive. But I guess you would have to say the Baltimore Orioles, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the... I guess the Astros would be in both leagues in my brain. Wake up, man. How can you be so goofy? No, they're not in both leagues. They're in the American League, not the National League. So in the National League, you got the Dodgers and you got the Braves and then probably the Brewers. Maybe the Phils, maybe the Reds. More exciting in, in, in the National League. American League, you got the Rays, the O's. And the Twins, ugh. and the uh, Mariners, mm, Astros. So there you are, eight teams. I don't know. My money is, if you just look at the strength of these teams, my money says that the Braves are in the World Series against the Orioles. Ooh, there you go. You heard it here first. We're going to take a break. When we, when we come back from the break, we will not be talking about the playoffs. I thought it would be interesting for a few minutes, and my vote counts 100%. This is not a democracy. I thought it would be interesting to touch a little bit on the rules that changed and uh, whether we like them or not. So let's take a break, have a little music, and when we come back, we will be joined by uh, nobody. Nobody wants to be on my show today. Just me. I want to be on the show. This is great. All right. There you have it. And uh, we'll be right back after a little music. And, uh, Tyler, give him some music with a beat. 
pick it up a notch because we are marching to the end of the season. Hey again, everybody. We're back on the left side of baseball with the uh, as we head to the conclusion of the show today. Well, we still have a little time left. Okay. The new rules. The best rule, in my opinion, that made the most difference in returning excitement to the game was the no shift rule. Thank goodness. That was the most fundamental rule change that they could have made. And, you know, you say, well, really? Does that make that big a difference? Well, it does to a fan. Psychologically, it makes a big difference because you don't have to see a ground ball to right field and the guy gets thrown out at first base. Um, and if the official score really, really did it the right way, it would be uh, nine to one. But since the, in the old shift the last few years, the third baseman would go out to right field and uh, he would be the short fielder, like a rover in softball. Or you put three guys over on the right side of second base and the pull hitter just mashes a ball to, you know, reduces the zone that he could hit it through. And so by eliminating all that, it's back to more traditional baseball, which you'll learn as I go on through this uh, is my preference. And so getting rid of the shift, you go back to the way it was when I grew up. Two guys on each side of the bag, and, uh, and that's that. You know, maybe you could shift once in a game and put three guys on the dirt, but nobody else in the outfield. I don't know. I like it the way it is. The second best rule, clearly, as you've heard me talk, and it makes sense, the pitch clock. Now, there has been somewhat of an erosion of the success that was caught up in the pitch clock. In April, the games went super fast. Boom, boom, boom. Got the ball, pitched the ball, got the ball, pitched the ball. Every 15 seconds, 20 if a guy's on base. Then the umpires got a little bit of heat from the office of uh, Manfred the Wonder Dog, who was getting a little heat from the agents and saying, you know, this is kind of not fair to the batter, so let's give the batter a timeout, and he can take it once. If his equipment gets hurt, he can take it again. And so they did that. So everybody in May, June, July started asking for a timeout. Some lasted 20 seconds, some lasted a minute, but you get my drift. It started to cut into the time that it took for a game to be played. And that kind of modified or, or mollified or however you want to say it, um, but it was kind of the way it was now. Let's look at today, the game just ended, and it went quick, and it was one hour and 50 minutes. That's pretty cool. Now, if you look back, you know, that's getaway day. Everybody wants to leave. Everybody wants to go home. 
Um, let's look at last night. The Cubs game, Colorado, took two hours and 44 frigging minutes. That's like the old days. An hour longer than the Pirates game today. The Rays and the Twins, another typical game. That game took two hours and 52 minutes. Are you getting my drift? The game with the... Now here's a one to nothing game. That should have gone really fast. Cardinals won one to nothing, and that game took two hours and 40 minutes. So gone are the two-hour games that we were getting in April, and the games have snuck up. They've gone. So why? Uh, because I guess they wanted more commercials. The batters wanted more time. I, I don't know, but the games are going back up to toward three hours. Not over three hours. So they're probably five, ten minutes quicker than they used to be. And that's okay. Now, let's take a rule and get rid of it. Let's get rid of one of the new rules from this year, and that is the size of the base. Go back to the regular size of the base. You know, give me a break. Just go back to the way baseball, the base was for 100 years. Don't add two inches to each side of the base. Stupid. Well, you get more, get more stolen bases. Well, that other rule leads to that more than the size of the base. I would like to see the base go back and the rest of the rules stay, and that is the pitcher can only throw the first twice and the third time's a block unless he gets him out. Now, here's another way that the players have taken advantage of these rules, and that rule particularly about the throw to first base. How many times can the catcher try to pick you off? Well, were, were we not thinking about that? Were we not thinking about Wilson Contreras throwing to first base ten times? So the catcher throwing to first base ought to count like a pickoff. Okay. Or maybe give the catcher one throw. And then if he throws again, it's a balk. Unless he gets him out. I think those are pretty good. What do you guys think? Yeah. Well, I think everybody likes it. So, we got the new rules. Now, they're testing RoboOmp. No, don't do it. Don't do it. It's fun. You know, I don't like the little box, but I mean, it's fun. They... they uh, that was a ball, and the imp called it a strike, and they show it, and then they turn the screen three-dimensional, and, oh, I guess the imp was right. The imp's right a lot. Now, some of the replays you look at, you go, how in the, what was the first place I'm doing when the runner crossed the base in front of the ball? Get, there's some horrible, but again, luckily, you can get them reversed if they're wrong. I think the managers need to have an extra review in the ninth inning. That's my belief. Or at least one. If you haven't used it, you have one. If you've used it, you get one more. Okay, that's Shuretsky on how to improve, how to improve the game. So, to summarize, we're excited with the last two weeks. We think it's going to be exciting when we get down to the final six teams. 
The mystery is in the National League will it be the Phillies, the Marlins, the Cubs, or the Diamondbacks, or the Reds. There are legitimately five teams in the running for three spots. Okay? I don't know. The Phillies, it's funny. Some, some, some teams just can't beat other teams historically and repeatedly. But that's the way it goes. Anyway, I'm pumped. It's going to be great. I'm planning to go to the last couple games in Milwaukee and then stay in Milwaukee for the playoffs if they ever happen. You know, or maybe just go up to Wisconsin and move in with the Cubs. Fister Hotel. That'll be the headquarters of the Cubs, maybe six games. That'd be funny. Wouldn't that be funny? What do you think their record would be? Um... I don't know. We'll be watching. We'll be watching, and we'll, next episode, we will talk about, we'll be one week further on, and we'll talk about, have the Cubs totally eliminated themselves with bad play? Because they ain't hitting. They're not hitting. Will they get Stroman back? Will they bench Jameson Tyone? Put them with the highest-paid bullpen you can find. It's Smiley and Tyone and Wisenham, Wisniewski, whatever his name is. And I don't know, man. Whew. Crapshoot. A lot will tell this weekend. Cubs dropped three games to the Diamondbacks. They're toast. T-O-A-S-T. You heard it here first. I think I think the Cubs will take two out of three from the Diamondbacks, sweep the Pirates, and uh, lose three to the Rockies at home. Then go to Atlanta, drop two out of three, and go to Milwaukee and sweep. And wherever that ends up is where the Cubs will end up. You heard it here. You can check. You can play my tape of this broadcast over and over and over again, and that will tell. So, for all of my staff on the Lighter Side of Baseball, and for all of my loyal listeners listening to the Lighter Side of Baseball, I want to thank you. I want to thank Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, iTunes, and everywhere else. I think that based upon the reviews I get from everybody, we're doing just fine. We're a little entertaining, we're a little negative, we're a little positive, we're a little light, we're a little heavy. Right now I'm way heavy, but that's another story. So, for Jamie Rutsky and our production team in Honolulu, Big Tyler out there, I want to say hit him straighter than me in the fairways off the tee box and watch some good baseball for the next two weeks. Man, oh man, oh man. The Orioles and the Rays battle a couple times. There's some good, the schedule's set out pretty good. There's some good rivalry baseball coming up. So it'll be fun to watch. And a little football. Yeah, I mean, the eyes in Chicago will be glued to the Bears game against Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, man. Here's a question. How badly would Ohio State beat the Bears? Or Alabama? Or LSU or Clemson.
they'd all kick the Bears' ass. And you would think the oldest franchise in football would have a coach that emulated George Hallis or Mike Ditka. No, man, we got mushy, mushy, mushy. The guy's mushy. And the quarterback is like, I don't think he can, I don't know, he can talk because he audibles, but man, oh, man, he's not fiery. We want fiery. You know, there are fiery guys coaching in the NFL. We don't have them. There are fiery quarterbacks in the NFL. We don't have them. I don't know. I say we, it's the Bears. Chiefs, Bears. That's it. Chicago Cardinals. I guess I could root for Arizona. All right. In addition to the World Series and the playoffs coming up, we got the Ryder Cup. I want to remind all you folks, tune in. Uh, in uh, Bene, that's my. That's all I know of Italian. Bene, it's going to be great. And the uh, U.S. is going to get trounced, but they always do in Europe. So, you know, never know. You never know. So, anything else going on in sports? No, college football. Uh, my alma mater joined the ACC, Atlantic Coast Conference, and... Um, Paid a hefty, hefty price, but not to worry. The alums, unlike myself, put up $200 million to bail them out and give them a little revenue stream, even though they uh, (laughs) aren't getting it from the ACC. And it's kind of funny. And there are a lot of funny things. There are a lot of ironies. You know, gambling, for example. Everything is DraftKings, FanDuel. Where's Pete Rose and Joe Jackson? Get them... Baseball's living off of gambling. Uh, if you know somebody with a gambling problem, tell them to call this number. What a crock. So gambling, gambling is, is kind of one of those things that's a, that's a bit of a joke. Um, the other thing that's a joke is the NCAA, the National Collegiate Athletic Association. They're a joke. They're a bigger joke than the commissioner of baseball. And, I, and Manfred's kind of come up in the world, like Machado, I guess. He hasn't done a pathetic job, and, uh, you know, that's good, I suppose. But there was a time when SMU got the death penalty. Nobody else ever got it. You think nobody else ever cheated to the extent that SMU did to try to get a good football team that could compete with the likes of Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Alabama. Nah. Everybody else is straight. Now, the alums are putting up $200 million so that they can have some cash coming into the athletic program, and that's not illegal. I guess nothing's illegal anymore. So they should strip the death penalty away from the uh, Mustangs, and they should get everybody's five-star picks for the next year or two and build up their roster. Um, KU, Clobbered, Illinois. Whew. Never heard of the KU coach, but he's the quickest Division One coach to win 100 games. Yeah, quicker than all those other guys named Saban or anything else. Ah, now you're going to Google that. I'm right as I always am. 
except on the three occasions I summarized earlier. All right, I'm going to close with this. The Cubs will not be in the playoffs. I'm sorry. Hopefully you'll still listen to me tomorrow. But I do not believe that the Cubs will make it to the playoffs. We'll see. Time will tell. Time keeps up. Whoa, man, I've been remiss. Now they start singing. Time keeps on marching. Reminds me of wasting away in Margaritaville, looking for a cheeseburger and a big hunk of pickle in Heinz 57. Jimmy Buffett, God love him, a great entertainer, great baseball fan, a great sailor, great everything, I think. Now, I don't know him. He could have been a schmucky guy, but I doubt it. I mean, he... Uh, he left his mark, and a good mark it was. God bless him. I mean, um, we had him, we, the Omaha Royals had him in 86 or 87, come out after a game and give a concert. It was like only 2,500, 3,000 people. Nobody really, he kind, of, he kind of ebbed and flowed like the ocean that he talked about. He was the son of a son of a sailor. His grandfather loved to sail. And so his popularity rose in the 90s and rose to the way it was when he died. God love him. Dead at the age of, I believe, 76. And um, it's sad, but Margaritaville on Sirius XM, which is not a sponsor, they're playing a lot of Jimmy Buffett stuff, as you might expect. So... Uh, I think that's all the relevant news that I can muster today. So, again, for the crew in Hawaii, and for me, yours truly, wishing you a great weekend. When I get back from the train trip, we'll be back on the lighter side talking about my horrible, sad prediction on the Cubs. When the Cubs win, I think they're going to win the World Series. When they lose, I think they're going to be eliminated before the playoffs start. There it is. The uh, sad, sad saga of a Chicago Cubs baseball fan. And if the White Sox change the color of their uniforms, I'll be right there for you, Jerry. You're my man. All right, that's it. We've gone over our time limit. Producer's screaming. So the final music will play. And I will say to all of you, have a spectacular day wherever you are. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I have fun doing it. I hope you have fun listening to it. And we will talk to you uh, on our next episode. Bye.